plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. When you're building a retirement plan, there are six or seven, eight risks that you have to build into the retirement plan, and we've hit on a bunch of them. Today, we want to talk about withdrawal rate risk. And people always say, well, what does that mean? What does that mean, Steve? Thank you, Peter. That's okay. Uh, It's when you get to that point when you stop working and you have your nest egg set aside, what is the safe withdrawal rate that I can take out of my retirement money and live off of it and not run out of money? And when I say that, I mean taking into account taxes, inflation, and longevity, all these different things, okay? I I forgot one. Market rate risk. Market, market risk. Correct. Oh, market right, risk. Right, sure. And, yeah. and sequence risk. And sequence. So there's all these risks that, that play into the building the retirement equation. And the withdrawal rate risk used to be 4%. A gentleman by the name of William Bennigan started the 4% withdrawal rate. It was based on historical data in 1994. Okay. So back then, basically, they said the safe withdrawal rate when you get into retirement is 4%. Well, since then, interest rates on bonds, savings accounts, all significantly lower, leading many Mm -hmm. to doubt the viability of the 4% rule with the adjustment for inflation. With that being said, it was two or three years ago where this gentleman came out in the Wall Street Journal and actually said, with the interest rate environment the way it's been for the last 10 years, don't use the 4% withdrawal rate risk. It's not working. People are failing and running out of money. Mm. So- Yeah, that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Someone puts your plan together based on a 4% withdrawal rate, right. meaning if I have a million dollars, I take 4% out, that's $40,000 a year, and then I, can, I have to increase that withdrawal rate by 3% for inflation every year, Ooh. right? So understanding the effect, dropping, let's say, let's drop it to 2.4. So instead of a million dollars, now I need 1.666666, right? To, okay, so to, I need 1.6 million so, so still in order get to create the 40,000 a year I need and and cutting the withdrawal rate, but I need more to produce the same to amount. To produce the same Wow. Correct. Okay. So, let's say if it ever dropped down to 1.9, you need 2.1 million. Here's the thing about withdrawal rate. We're talking about withdrawal rate on your investments in the market. What you have to understand is there's a way to solve for this whole issue. Okay. Some people like this idea. Some people don't. I will tell you, most people don't understand it. You can actually go out and take some of your money. Let's just say you had a million dollars and you took 500,000 of it and you put it into some type of income annuity where you got a guaranteed rate of return for so many years before you turned it on. So you're talking an insurance vehicle. Yep. Okay. But what those insurance companies allow you to do is the withdrawal rates usually start out at four, four and a half, go to five, five and a half. They have bigger withdrawal rates on these types of financial strategies. Okay. So now you can use less money to create more income. But why? Why do they have bigger numbers as insurance as opposed to market? Well, they, they've, their insurance companies have both sides of this 
equation, if you will, right? Okay. They're insuring, uh, if you will, here, this income stream, but they're also insuring lives, right? So mm-hmm. they've they've kind of covered <laughs> both sides of this thing so they can afford to pay a little bit more here because they think they're going to pay a little bit less on the other side. It's understanding. Essentially. Yeah, it's understanding mortality risk. Yeah. So and the actuarial right. tables factor exactly. in there somewhere. Okay. Exactly. But they do a good job. And, you know, Peter, when you talk annuities and what I've found over the years is, you know, someone wants to come in and discuss those with us. We it's it is it's a discussion about education because they can be complicated. And I think it takes a real art to be able to explain these types of vehicles in layman's terms so people understand them, mm-hmm. but cover everything, the pros and the cons. Because with any, there's no perfect financial strategy out there. There's, it doesn't exist. You may need to do a combination of strategies to meet the needs of what your spending habits are and understanding withdrawal rate risk and how it affects you. You may have to pull these types of strategies into play. Now, if you're not comfortable with it, that's fine too. But I will tell you, educate yourself because the key component to retirement planning is how much I can take out of that asset. And in my personal opinion, I want to use the least amount of money to take the most amount of money out and create that for life. That's my goal. I like that. Okay. Right? That makes sense. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Think about this. Let's go back to these numbers you were talking about before too, right? Let's say you had that million dollars and you want to take 4% and that yields $40,000 a year. Right. Let's say your investments did horribly. Something happened next year and it drops to $500,000, your portfolio. You still Obviously, need $40,000. Not a client of Davis Wealth Management. We certainly hope <laughs> okay. not. Yeah. But, but your, your savings went down, but did your expenses also decrease 50%? No. You still need that $40,000. But that's no longer 4% of your savings. It's now 8% of your savings. Mm-hmm. Right? So what we talk to clients about um, is our income allocation and being able to identify different sources of income or being able to tap into something when something like this happens. What you want to do in that horrible scenario of losing 50%, don't take any money out until it starts to recover, but now go elsewhere for income. Maybe that's rental property. Maybe you go back to work a little bit. Maybe you have some other sources. Um, So having that diversified income is critical. And, And diversified income and diversified investments and strategies. So many people I run into I just ran into a gentleman this weekend, great guy, young kid talking, I'm never putting a nickel in the stock market. I'm putting all my money in real estate. And I'm sitting back just listening and his future wife-to-be was ready to kill him, I think. And I just looked at him and I said, you know what? Real estate's only worth what someone's willing to pay at the time you need the money. Right. And who knows what that answer is? And who knows if where that whole real estate market is and where it will be? And by the way, if you need money right away, there's there's a liquidity issue because right. if you can't sell the real estate yep. to create the income, now I get it. People say, well, Steve, I'm going to have rental income. I get that too. But there's there's I've mentioned this before. There's no perfect strategy when it comes to planning, creating income. And we feel at DavisWealthMGMT.com website that there are a multiple places that you can grab income from and create if you do the proper planning. Well, let's talk rental properties right now with COVID uh, forbearance that people aren't, haven't been paying rent and they can't be thrown out. Okay, great for them, but the landlord's still responsible for taxes, 
still responsible for maintenance. The costs are still there. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have the money to go. So that's right. it's not a per, you know, what your friend, that's not a perfect solution. Uh, you know who, the smartest guy other than you two, smartest guy. He I finally think, got something right. So. <laughs> I, know, I, know. Oh my I gosh. think I, I'm every, beginning to like Peter. Everybody, everybody should be like Gronk. Oh yeah. Gronkowski. He has never touched a dime of his paycheck. pro football salary. His NFL paycheck. Yep. He's never, it all has gone in the bank. He doesn't live on it. Uh, he, he's not driving, you know, uh, doesn't have a Tom. He doesn't have boat. Tom Brady's boat. Yeah. 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 But um, you have to remember. But he's living on his endorsements. His endorsements. Yeah. Yes. But okay. So, you know, between all of the stuff he's got, great. He's getting some cash in the door. That's what he's living on. Yeah. He allocated Smart. his income. Uh, but, but Correct. you know, if you could do that, it, if, if you're, you know, doing some side jobs or you're doing, can allocate stuff and not live on it, just put it away. You know, you kid, everybody looks at Gronk going, oh, what a, what a big lug. Guy's a genius when it comes to money because how many players have we heard that have right. signed for $100 million and they're broke in 10 years? Yeah. They blow through their money. That's Gronk right. is a genius. We need to be more like him. We do. We do. And it's a very difficult thing to like grasp this whole withdrawal rate risk. But if you come into the office, we'll walk you through it and we'll run different scenarios. I'll run, I'll run a scenario where you're taking 3% out and then I'll stress it out and say, okay, 3% pandemic hits, markets do this. How is your portfolio affected? How are you affected? How does your income change? Inflation's still going up. You're still spending the same amount of money. Let's run it differently. Let's run a 5% withdrawal rate risk. And we have you in this investment, this investment, this investment, this strategy, that strategy. Same thing. Another pandemic hits. You wake up, you're good because you don't need to tap into that money that's taken a drawdown. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've created other avenues of income that will suffice and meet your everyday needs. Sean, when I have to take a mandatory withdrawal at 72, how much do I have to take out? It, it increases a little bit with age. Uh, it typically starts, I, I think, right around 3% okay. uh, or, or so. Okay. Um, but it's you can look up the tables um, online or talk to but us. that's a mandatory. We can I have to take. The federal, the IRS yeah. says you have to start taking that money out. Because remember, you hadn't paid taxes on it yet, and they want their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, at age 72, so what, what they do to calculate out the RMDs is they use the uniform actuary tables. And at age 72, let's say you have half a million dollars in your retirement account. Yep. At age 72, you'll take that half a million and divide it by 25.6. That's the distribution you're going to have to take for an RMD. And then each year, that number, the divisional number decreases, which actually increases the payout. Yeah. It's kind of convoluted, but that's the way it works. So you have to understand that it's based on age. And it doesn't take into account inflation. You can always take out more than the required minimum distribution. You're, and people need to understand that. Can I take out less than that? No. Except last but, year, um, the CARES Act was a special special exemption. Okay. They said you do not have to take your RMD in the year 2020. They may do it again in 2021. I haven't heard. Um, but it's who a, knows it's part of this package? It's yeah, right. yeah, only two trillion. Yeah. So, yeah, well, so, if if that were going to be part of the package, it's better to let us know now, better than later, because RMDs are already starting to go out the door. So, right. if I'm yeah. 72, I have to take 
the minimum distribution, and that's three percent. No, it's based on the table Steve mentioned. Oh, okay. My, I, I have, I had a very ballpark number. It's okay. an, um, it's, it's based on the actuary tables. Yeah. It's okay. A divisible number. So yeah. that's the first year, but the second year, I always have to take that minimum. I can't take less. The number changes every year. You can't take less. Okay. So I couldn't say next year, hey, I only want to take out two percent. Can't do that. Because it's going to be You're less. You're going to get a letter every year saying this is how much you need to take I out based you. on okay. that calculation. Now right. it's interesting where you could decide to take that money from. That comes down to a whole nother planning process of, you know, where are your different IRAs? Are they all in one place or are they different investments, different strategies, how to take them, when to take them? And that's where really the planning with us comes into play. And I think is extremely important to understand and educate yourself because sometimes we'll create a plan where we'll use a strategy that will actually utilize all the RMD coming out of that one place, leaving these, these other monies alone so we don't have to touch them. Yeah, that's a confusion that I find a lot. People may have three or four IRA accounts spread over different er- in different areas, and they say, well, my RMD this year, they get a number, it's, it's you know, 5,000, whatever the number is. Right. You don't have to take 1250 out of each account. You can take 5,000 out of one. You can take 3,000 and 2,000. Um, they don't dictate that. So it just has, they, it has to come out somewhere, but not, not each individual account. And here's a good example of how the rules can affect you and where and when you're going to take money. Let's say you retire. You still have a 401k and you have an IRA. Okay. Hitting on the same point, can I take the RMD from one account, either the IRA or the 401k? In that situation, no, you can't. You have to take what you need to take out of the IRA and you need to take out what you out of the 401k. Until you take that 401k and roll it into your IRA, then you can look at or different IRAs, then you can look at that as right as a combined right. amount. But understand, you know, the different labels of retirement accounts and how and when to take money out because it's not a uniformed concept. Right. Our, and when our, our clients call, we help them with that. Right. Are people surprised say, when they chat with you and, and you tell them, oh, by the way, oh, yeah. your RMD yes. is going to be, you have to do this. Oh, absolutely surprised. And if it's still left in the 401k, they kind of get angry because no one ever told, told them that, well, that number you have to take out and you have these other IRAs that you've rolled other 401ks over. Those numbers have to come out of there. That People can get upset because they weren't told that and they weren't educated on how it works. Not good. So with withdrawal rate risk, it, it just is one of those risks that, as Sean hit on in the past, it's part of the puzzle. And you want to understand what the impact of this withdrawal has, as Sean mentioned, when the market drops. Because now the market's dropped and you need 4%. You're going to have to increase the, the withdrawal rate. It's not rate. 4% anymore, is it? No. Yeah, it's, a bigger, right. it's a bigger percent. Yeah. To get the same number. And, and, and that can actually lead to running out of money when in retirement. And if you stand in a room, and I don't care how many people are in that room that are getting ready to retire, and you ask one simple question, what is the number one biggest concern about retirement? And I can tell you firsthand, the response is, I am so afraid of running out of money. It's everybody's concern. Mm-hmm. So therefore... You know, when you're building your healthy retirement, knowing what withdrawal rate risk does for you, understanding how to utilize it, 
understanding the different financial strategies that that are out there that can help you with this whole concept and really take the whole withdrawal rate risk and actually throw it away if you use certain types of strategies, you'll wake up and have a healthy retirement. You won't worry about running out of money. And the day the market drops, you won't worry about that either. But that's being well diversified with your assets and your planning strategies and understanding how withdrawal rate risk works. Right. As a general rule, what I'd like to talk with clients about is basically ensuring that they have a paycheck that's coming in, social security, pension, things of that nature that covers their living expenses, their survival expenses, right? Mm -hmm. So that God forbid they did run out of money. They can still pay the bills because they know that check's coming in. So that's typically a blend of social security. It's a blend of pensions. um, And In this scenario, if it makes sense, adding in an annuity that will give them that lifetime guaranteed paycheck. So then you don't have to worry about how to keep the heat on in their old age. And and what people don't realize, one of the biggest advantages of the annuity is you use less money to create more income. It's all, in my opinion, it's about how do I use the least amount of money to create the biggest amount of of payout to myself? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the earlier you start planning the higher that payout typically oh, is. Absolutely. Again, if you wait till the end, you're kind of backed into a corner and you don't have as many choices. Right. If you start planning early, you have more choices and better opportunity. And we talk about uh, annuities. We talk about uh, mutual funds, 401ks, blah, blah, blah. One thing we haven't talked about, cash. For people that have managed to put aside cash, and, and okay, it may be 20, maybe 50, 100,000, whatever. Should they be using that cash in retirement or should they be taking their living expenses from the other vehicles and keeping the cash for what it was intended for taking care of emergencies? You can't answer that. There's, there's, there's too many variables okay. at, at play, Peter, right? It, yeah. we'd, have to, we'd have to look at where the other investments are. Are they, qual- are they pre-tax, post-tax? What types of investments? How much they are vis-a-vis the cash? It's, we have to like, have that conversation. Do you like people having cash? A Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, but yes. What, I, what I've run into in the last year and a half is that people got really nervous and have way too much cash on the sidelines right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and and that we're, sounds counterintuitive. Well, how can you have too much cash when you're not earning any interest? I'm getting my right zero zero five. Yeah, there you go. And inflation. <laughs> There's what? inflation risk. Yeah, again, another risk. You and lose that, money. So that that eats away at your purchasing right. power down the road. You know, when it comes to keeping cash. You kind of had the conversation, first of all, what their comfort level is. I'm not here to push anybody into telling them there's a certain magic number that you should have on the sideline. I will tell you, most people we sit in front of, they have a magic number that makes them feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yep. Got Correct. It. And so what you do is you explain that, what the disadvantages are, and you know if there's more, where to put it, how to create better income from the other money. And just that's a conversation you're going to have, Peter. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to have that conversation, uh, well, go to Davis Wealth Management, daviswealthmgmt.com, and a little place there you can respond and say, hey, guys, I'd like to talk to one of you and set up a meeting. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 